Welcome to Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly with host Nancy Becker on Global Voice Radio. Nancy and her guests will share tips and recommendations on moving forward in your life and business now and not waiting till pigs fly. Here's your host, Nancy Becker. Hey everyone, good morning and welcome to another edition of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, where we have conversations with business experts who are sharing their tips, their strategies, and their processes to getting from point A to point B on their roadmap to success. Today, we're talking with Tom Jacobs, who is the impact pilot. And to say Tom has been through a few things in his 30 years of being an entrepreneur is an understatement. He's definitely had more failures than successes, but wouldn't have it any other way. He sold his fitness business, which he owned for nine years, a year ago, to become the impact pilot, helping entrepreneurs generate more income through better sales strategy and using stories to tell. Tom has a BFA degree in theater from DePaul University in Chicago and holds his private pilot's license for single engine airplanes, which has a lifelong, which was a lifelong dream he achieved in 2013. He's been a contributor to CBS Radio in Houston, a guest on Great Day Houston television show, Univision Television, Fox 26 News, KPRC Channel 2, and the CW Houston. He is also a presenter at the Small Business Development Center in Houston. Those are really great credentials. Wow, <laughs> I, I'm honored to have you on my show today. Thank you so much and welcome, Tom. Well, thank you very much, Nancy, glad to be here. <laughs> I, have a, I have a short story that I have to share with you before we get into this because uh, it's, it's got something that's really been a big part of my life, and that's talking about pilot's licenses. Okay. My father, who just passed away a few months ago, told this story my entire life, and it was where he and my mom were in the car driving between two cities, and my mom spilled a hot cup of coffee all over her lap. And dad was, of course, trying to help her clean it up, and at least this was his excuse. He got stopped for speeding. <laughs> because he wasn't paying attention to his driving. And the policeman comes stomping up to the window. And the first thing he says to my dad is, all right, mister, let's see your pilot's license. <laughs> my dad pulled it out and showed it to him. <laughs> and the cop just sort of went, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, just drive slower and, and send him on his way. <laughs> Oh, and when my, when my dad died, we were going through all of his things, and we actually found from the 1940s, oh my we actually found not only his pilot's license, but the logbook that oh. he kept track of all of his flights on, and so we, we framed them, and they're in a place of honor on our living room wall. But anytime I hear anyone who has a story about having a pilot's license, I, I have to, my dad just jumps right in there and tells the story. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> so I love it. It, it, was, it was a great story. But anyway, I think that's what we're talking about today is telling stories. And yes, absolutely. 
that's what it all, you know, it's all about. And so let's get started. And everyone loves a good story, but why is storytelling an important part in the sales situation? Well, you know, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, storytelling is so important and, and people love a great story and people love to tell a, a good story as well. But so many business owners don't tell stories appropriately to sell their product or their service. So that's where I come in in terms of helping them craft their stories so it's engaging and impactful. And then they, we tie that into their product or service that they're selling so that at the end of the talk that they're giving or presentation, or even if they're doing a one-on-one -on -one, uh, consultation with the client, that there's a purpose to it, that they're actually going to sell something. And I think that's where a lot of the storytelling uh, these days is falling short, is that there's no end to it. It's just, oh, tell a good story, and here's some ways of telling a great story. Well. I like to tell a great story too, but I'd like to get a benefit from it as well. Laughing is good, but that's not really what we're doing this for. Exactly. Or a standing <laughs> ovation or something like that. I want my business to increase too. Right. You know? I hear ya. <laughs> so how does someone figure out what it means to tell a good story that's going to get a result? Yeah. So, that, I mean, there's a process involved in creating that story. And typically I, I, I follow the, the general you know, hero's journey uh, to tell the story. So there's an impact moment. There's what led up to that time, uh, what challenges that came along, who helped them along the way. And then more, most importantly is what did you learn from that? And then what do you want the audience to learn from that story as well? And that is where you can segue very elegantly into a sales pitch. And when I say that, a lot of people, the, the, the hair on their back, back of their necks usually perks up. It's like, sales pitch, I can't do that. What are you talking about? I'm telling this great story. Well, there's a, there's a good way of telling, a, you know, segueing into a sales pitch. And there's a not so great way. I like the more elegant way of just, it's a very gentle way of then tying your product and your service back into your story and then asking people to get involved in it very, very easily. Give me an example. Okay, perfect. Great segue. <laughs> um, so I have my, my signature story, so I'll, I'll just share that with you. So imagine this, a, a Sunday afternoon, and it's a beautiful day in Houston, Texas. The sky's blue. It's hot, of course, because it's always hot in Houston and humid as well. And I'm, I have my fitness studio, and I'm sitting in the back room of my fitness studio, and it was six months since I opened it. And in my back office is where all the electrical equipment is. So you can just imagine just all the buzzing noises of all the electrical equipment. I'm sitting at my desk and I'm staring at my computer. And on my computer is my bank account. And tears start streaming down my face. Because on that Sunday, I realized that on Friday, rent and payroll are due on the same day. And as any entrepreneur knows, the first day you can't make payroll is the first day that you're out of business. And I was sitting there and I had you know, no idea what to do. All of my credit cards were maxed out. My line of credit had been maxed out. You know, I, had, I had taken my life savings to open up this business and it was gone. And I was in debt. 
And I realized I needed to make the hardest phone call of my life. And there's two aspects of that phone call that made it very, very difficult for me. First of all, I had to admit that I had messed up and I needed some help. I had to actually ask for help. And as any entrepreneur knows, asking for help is very difficult because we're always told you can do anything by yourself. Just grind away and it'll work out and everything will be fine. You don't need anybody else to help. And besides, nobody knows exactly what an entrepreneur goes through except for other entrepreneurs. The second reason that that phone call was very difficult for me was because it was to my father. Mm. And at 40 years old, I was 40 years old at the time, having to ask your dad for money, it's a very, very humbling experience. So it, at least it was for me. And I got on the phone with my dad and he could tell that I was crying, of course, and he could hear it in my voice that there was something wrong. And he's like, what, what can I do to help? And I said, well, dad, I, I need $10,000 by Friday or I'm gonna go out of business. And he, he tried to give me some suggestions and things, but my, my dad's been a lifelong employee. So, you know, the whole entrepreneurial mindset just wasn't there. And while he was very well-intentioned, it just really didn't help much. But at, at the end of it, I mean, he agreed to loan me uh, the $10,000. And I put emphasis on the word loan, because that's exactly what it was, with a 12% interest rate. And, no, get this, Nancy, I had to put my house up for collateral as well and signed an eight-page uh, document. <laughs> I was like, wasn't that much of an employee after all. <laughs> I know. I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> I was like, Dad, what, 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 why, why the document? Why the interest rate? Why? I mean, come on. <laughs> he was like, well, son, I want to teach you a lesson. I was like, Dad, I'm 40 years old. My business is going under. I need $10,000, not another life lesson. <laughs> but as it turns out, dads are always right. And I did need that life lesson. And that life lesson came in the form of that it's okay to ask for help and that there is help out there. And so obviously I paid my rent, paid the uh, employees as well. And I had a little bit left over and I was able to invest more in me as an entrepreneur. And I hired my first business coach mm -hmm. and that business coach opened my eyes to the world of sales and that sales is a process. And I'm an entre uh, entrepreneur, but I'm also an introvert, uh, believe it or not. But sales did not come natural to me. People would come into my studio want personal training they've and i'd usually be training somebody and they'd walk in the front door and i said yeah what do you want usually in that tone of voice <laughs> and they're like customer oh, friendly <laughs> not really i mean i was busy <laughs> training somebody and, and they'd be like well um yeah i'm thinking about personal training okay great it's 60 bucks a session buy 10 sessions 600 bucks you want or not and usually usually they'd be like oh let me think about it and then never so no wonder I went broke in six months, right? So I figured out that sales was a process and that if you ask the right questions and you tell the right stories, you can get people to realize that what they need is you and your service without having to bang them over the head with, you need to buy this, you need to buy this, you need to buy this. Rather it's, oh, I want to buy this. 
and you're just asking the right questions. And so that, that first year of business, while it was a complete disaster the first six months, the, the last six months were okay because I learned how to sell, I was able to gross about $100,000 in gross revenue that first year of business. The second year of business, when I really dialed in my sales, I grossed $500,000 and had to hire a team and had had to learn all about, you know, just the other things of entrepreneurship. So the biggest learning for me was that one, I could ask for help and I needed to ask for help. And any entrepreneur out there uh, that's thinking that they're alone, they're not alone. The second huge learning for me was that that help can come from a business coach and you really need to invest in yourself. And then the third big learning for me was that sales was a system and a system that can be taught to anyone. And that's why I'm so passionate about sales systems and telling stories to sell. And that's why I've set up myself as the impact pilot, helping entrepreneurs realize that they can tell a great story and make some awesome sales from it too. That's a fantastic story. And while we're going to get into the whole sales system in a minute, I want to, I want to continue on with the stories for just a second. Mm-hmm. I'm a total believer in telling stories. And when you look at my blogs and my newsletters and my Facebook posts, it's all about stories about me and things I've gone through. So I'm, I am completely up with you on that. But my question is, what's the right forum? I mean, you can't put that story you just told us, which was a very powerful story. You can't put that into a little Facebook post. Right. Right. So where do you tell these stories? Where, what are the right places to do what you're talking about? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you, you can dissect that story into smaller uh, snippets that you can put on Facebook, Instagram, and, and what have you, along with some video or, or things like that. Um, so you can, you can take little elements from it and maybe string together a series of posts to create that story, which keeps people engaged and coming back for more. Right? That's cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. the, the second is anytime you're asked to do a talk on your business. So, um, you know, any networking group, like I've, I've been a member of Business Networking International and you do a 10 minute or a six minute presentation on your business. Well, I've worked with other members of my chapter to craft their story. And, and typically the, the six minute presentation goes like this. This is me, this is my product, and this is who I want to work with. <laughs> and then- <laughs> Yeah, I'm following <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay, now I really know you. <laughs> Well, I worked with uh, one of my clients, Willie, and uh, she did a couple different presentations, but she ended up doing a, a six-minute presentation at, at BNI. And her story was that, uh, well, first of all, her business is that she does send out cards. So she's a distributor for send out cards. And I was always like, like Willie, why, why is send out cards so passionate for you? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I just really like it. It's really great. <laughs> and uh, like, well, great, but why? He's like, well. And then we got into her story where her mother, who was living in an assisted living uh, facility, uh, died. And she got a phone call on Monday afternoon that her mother had passed. And so she was dealing with that. The next day, Tuesday afternoon, she was on her way out of the house 
and two state police officers were approaching her house to inform her that her husband had been killed in a helicopter accident that day. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yes. So she started her talk that way, with that moment. All phones went down, all eyes were on her. And then she explained that she got all these condolences, condolence cards in the mail. And she was really touched that a lot of businesses took the time to reach out to her in her time of need. And she's like, wow, this is really amazing. And now I'm really indebted to that business and I'm gonna be loyal to them no matter what. And it, it sparked. She's like, wow, this is really powerful for customer retention and getting more clients. So that's why she's so passionate about send out cards is because it came from this tragedy and now she's able to, and she never shared that story. I was like, Willie, why have you never shared this story before? She's like, well, it's really emotional. And when she gave the talk, she got emotional and that's okay. And a lot of people, when they tell a personal story, they're like, oh, I want to get emotional. No, that's, that's, that's part of the story. That's part of you as a human and makes you more vulnerable. And, and the audience just will love you for it. She said after her talk, she received so many emails from people in the chapter, just like, wow, thank you so much for opening up. And by the way, can I order, can I be a part of send out cards? <laughs> you know, so her business increased as well. And that, and you know, it wasn't a hard pitch at the end, a sales pitch at all. And it's certainly um, not using her story to it, or it wasn't exploitive of her story at all. It was an illustration of like a time in her life when you know, she had this revelation and that's why she's doing what she's doing today. So it's, it's really just an elegant way of, of getting more people involved in you and connecting with people in a really a, a human way to illustrate why you do what you do. Okay, my next question is, I mean, that, wow, that's really powerful. And by the way, I love send out cards. So <laughs> send out cards, I think they're great. But my, my next question is in this day and age where everything we hear is don't make it about you, make it mm -hmm. about the customer. Yeah. How does telling a story about you jive with that? Yeah, great, great question. So, you know, there, there's three different stories really that any entrepreneur needs to craft. One is their founder's story. So that's the very personal story on why they did it. The second is a, a myriad of uh, sales stories. So clients that have gotten success with their products. And the third and one that most people overlook is the objection handling story. So people that may not have purchased your product at first, but then came back to purchase it for a certain reason, like it was too expensive or I had to think about it, things like that. So those are the three types of stories. And while when you're telling your own personal story that's all about you, it's really not all about you because you draw the audience into the story so they can see themselves in that story as well. And I'll dissect a little piece of my story and kind of pull back the curtain and let people in on a little secret here. Um, <laughs> when I was telling my story, I did several call outs to the audience. So uh, I, I said things like, and you as an entrepreneur 
probably had the same situation and automatically, boom, that brings them into the story. They're like, okay, I'm there. And every entrepreneur has gone through a point where their bank account has been in negatives, right? The other piece is, <laughs> the other piece of that story is sprinkling in a lot of detail to get people to be in the story along with you. So when I first started the story, I talked about it was a beautiful day in Houston. Blue sky was blue. Uh, it was humid. It was hot. I was in the back office. Electrical equipment was buzzing. People are there with me, and it's it's very descriptive. So people will start to see the electrical equipment. They'll see my desk. You know, all of this. Versus if I had just had said, "Oh, Sunday afternoon," I was looking at my computer screen. Everybody has a different idea of what Sunday afternoon feels like and looks like to them. I mean, it could be a cold day, a rainy day, a sunny day, all of that. So creating that, that detail in the story is really, really important. And that draws the audience in so they can see themselves a part of that story. So it's not just, woe's me, this is my story, this is what I did, but rather the call outs, bring them into the story that, I, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you on that. And then the detail, brings them in so their their vision of the story is the same as your vision of the story okay makes perfect sense to me and and i can see i mean yeah when you were describing it i'm seeing the office you know i'm hearing the noises i'm feeling your turmoil so i get it i get it and that's that's wonderful and my brain's going all right now how do i have to i tell stories all the time how do i have to add that stuff in you know exactly well the the really interesting thing there too nancy is that there is a study in princeton uh done a few years ago where they did an fmri brain scans of the storyteller and the story recipient and they were lighting up in the exact same places in the brain. So you're actually creating a neural connection with your audience with story versus if I were to tell you, you know, you, you need to hire a business coach and they need to teach you sales training and all this. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. What am I doing tomorrow? Huh? What's for lunch? You know, and so everybody's brain just goes elsewhere, but that story that I told you, everybody, we were connected. Yeah. And then you can get your point across with the story without boring your audience to tears. I love it. It's, it's, I gotta, I can't wait to get started on my own. Yes. (laughs) So excited. So (laughs) I love it. And that gets me to the point where people are listening to me now. What do I have to do to actually sell them? (laughs) (laughs) I want the money. Come on. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. (laughs) What do I need to do? What is the what okay. is this process? The process uh, of working with me um, or just actually, I love to give things away for free. So I've actually set up a, a little uh, storybook for your audience. Oh. So if they go to tomjacobs.com slash storybook and it's T-O-M-J-A-C-K-O-B-S.com slash storybook, they can download the seven steps to building their own personal story. So it goes through the hero's journey and then you know what you learned, what the audience needs to learn. And that's really the first step of crafting that story. And then if they're interested in, in working with me, then I have my story academy and then I have my uh, sales academy as well. Fantastic. And everybody listening, I highly recommend you take a look at those things and and talk to Tom because it sounds like a really important step in the whole sales process. 
So thank you very much. I appreciate oh, you're that. You're welcome. Now let's kind of shift gears a little bit. And you talked a few minutes ago about um, a sales strategy and a sales process. Can we talk a little bit about that and how does the whole story fit into that process? Yeah, absolutely. So I illustrated earlier the three stories that every business owner needs a founder story, the sales story and the objection handling story. So focusing on the last two there is the sales stories of people that you have helped. And those could be testimonials on your webpage. It could be in a sales situation where you intersperse a little story about a client that you were able to help and the result that they were able to get. Now, people understand testimonials. So what I like to do is prompt my clients to give me testimonials that I can use in a story. So I will actually help them craft a testimonial story that I can use. So it's, it's their words with my, you know, magic <laughs> fairy dust that I sprinkle over it. I love it. So, yeah. and, and that's okay to do it. You know, you get the permission, you know, after I write up the, the testimonial of the story, then I get permission from the, the client to actually use those words instead of their exact words. And by doing so, you're able to now create a story that has more impact that can really connect with the, the audience that you're talking about. So as an example, the Willie story is one of my client testimonial stories about her business increasing because she was able to craft a story appropriately and sell her services from the stage. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's dig a little bit deeper into that. Um, mm -hmm. Again, with testimonials and with the stories like that, does it have more of an impact if you can actually get the person giving the testimonial, put them on like a video so that they're, they're actually saying the testimonial themselves and you're not just saying, oh, by the way. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I'm a big fan in having a live person give a testimonial as well. I mean, when I had my fitness business, we would do, you know, Saturday morning boot camps and we'd invite people to come do it for free. And then at the end, I would do a sales presentation and I would always have a current member that's lost a bunch of weight, come up and talk about her experience of losing the weight and working out and doing the nutrition plan and doing all that. And I tell you, every anytime that I didn't have that a person come up and talk, you know, it's probably 10% reduction in sales conversion. Every time that I had somebody it was like, a 10% increase in sales conversion. So definitely having somebody live there helps. Video is awesome as well. So yeah, I mean, if you're in a sales presentation and you can intersperse some video in there, it's beautiful, it, it works every time because you get it in their words. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And, and I've seen it happening myself. But one of the things that I know for me I have testimonials, I have videos of people saying, but when it comes to, will you buy my product or my service? You know, mm -hmm. that is the hardest thing in the world for me to do. And mm -hmm. I'm, believe it or not, I'm actually an introvert too. And, yeah. you know, when I can talk all day long, but when it comes to something like, please, you know, that yep. just, oh, it kills me. So how do you get around that? 
Well, let me ask you a question. Would you rather have somebody say, Nancy, how do I get involved with that? How do, how do I buy from you? Would that oh, be easier for you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And, and so it's asking the questions along in the sales process. And so, you know, you, you're, you're asking questions to get to what the root problem is. Instead of telling people what their problem is, nobody wants to be told what their problem is. They want to realize it on their own and go, oh, my gosh, you know what? My sales really do suck. And I could do better with that. And I could, I could tell stories better with that. Gosh, Tom, how, how can you help me? You know, that's in every sales presentation, I shouldn't say every, 90% of the sales presentations that I do end with, how, do, how, how can I get involved? Do you take MasterCard, Visa, American Express, check, PayPal, what, you know? Any way you want to pay me, I'll take it. <laughs> if it has digits, I'll take it. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's, it's a complete shift in the sales mentality of mm -hmm. I have to sell to somebody and every on, entrepreneur introvert or introverted entrepreneur, you know, it just shies away from that. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I want to tell people that they need my product and, and then ask for money. But shifting from that mindset into allowing people to buy from you. So that's, that's, how I go into a sales situation is like, okay, how can I make it easy for this person to buy from me? And how can I ask them the right questions in the right order to get them to realize that what, what they need is my service. And so every sales situation that I go into, I have a script that I follow. I have the questions that I'm going to ask. And it, you know, I'm not a robot when it comes to the, the scripting. And that's the biggest obstacle that I have to overcome with a lot of my clients is, okay, we have a script, but don't be a robot. So we work a lot on just making a, a natural flow based on what the conversation is doing. But you need that, that structure or else you're not going to make the sale because that structure is the sale. Yeah. Is there a formula to create that structure? How do you know what questions to ask? How do you know in what, you know, number do you in ask order. them in order? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the formula behind it because um, that would make my job a lot easier where I could just, you know, sell the formula and, <laughs> and be done. But, but I, I actually do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching with people to craft the right questions because everybody's business is a little bit different and the need of the prospect is a little bit different. So what I typically look at is what, wh why should I buy from you? Like what's the problem that you're solving? Right. So we always start with that and who the ideal client is. And then we go, okay, well, how can I get that client to realize that they have a problem? So for instance, I've been working with a lot of insurance agents lately and, uh, you know, selling car insurance. Well, you can sell, buy car insurance for 15% less in 15 minutes on the internet, right? How do you get an independent agent that's very high on service to illustrate that their product and service is better than you know, a 15% discount, right? Mm -hmm. So it's asking the right questions. So one of the questions is, you know, uh, have you ever been in a car accident before? Or do you know anybody that's been in a car accident? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what happened? Tell me about it. And then, then the prospect will go through what, what happened, whether there was a claim. I was like, so tell me a little bit about the claims process. Like how, how'd that work for you? Oh my gosh, I had to call an 800 number and then I was transferred to five different people and all that. Oh, wow. Would it be easier if you just had one person to call and maybe just give you some advice of whether to file a claim or not? 
oh my gosh, that would be so much easier than having to call an 800 number. And maybe I didn't even need to file that claim, right? And now it's on my record versus if I called a, my agent, they don't necessarily have to put it in the computer. They can say, you know what, for that, don't file a claim, just pay out of pocket because it's not going to be worth it in the long run. And you can tell a story around that. Now the prospect is going, oh, wow, that would have saved me a bunch of money, more than just that 15% on premium. Um, how, how do I get my car insurance with you? Oh, well, let me just take some details down here and then do you have a MasterCard or Visa? <laughs> and that, and that's, that's a very easy way of identifying what the problem is and then how can I illustrate that problem even more with a story and with more questions and follow-up? Because in the moment that I tell you, like, Nancy, your car insurance is too, too, it's not covering enough. You need something better. You're like, eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But if I get you to say it and I ask you the right questions, then you're starting to open up some questions in your brain that need to be answered because we don't like open questions in our brain. Mm -hmm. And when I ask you questions that open up the questions in your brain, you need to answer those somehow. And if you're asking the right questions, then you're going to, my prospect is going to be like, oh, how, how can I, and they're going to start asking you questions like, how can I get involved? How can I change that situation? Well, that's my, that was my next question was, um, is it a good thing if the client, the potential customer starts out by asking you all kinds of questions? Yeah. I mean, No because you don't have control of the conversation when they're asking the questions. Whoever asks, asks the questions has control. So, you know, um, I, I always, <laughs> I have a lot of Jewish friends. So, you know, the Jewish mothers are always like asking questions like, how are you today? Oh, pretty good, how are you? You know, and, and so I'll take a question and I'll turn around and ask them a question. And so it's just, you know, the really the questioning as well. Um, so when I, whenever I get a question from somebody, I will then turn that around and ask another question. Okay. Yeah. If someone listening to this conversation says, gee, that makes a lot of sense. I need to figure out how I can do that. And mm -hmm. if they were to call you and say, Tom, I want to work with you. What can you give me? What does the process look like for that? Yeah, so I have my uh, impact sales system that is either the academy, so it's a self, kind of go through the program yourself and uh, develop those questions on your own. Then we do weekly conference calls with everybody that's going through the program. Or they can do the, uh, the intensive, which is working privately with me one-on-one, -on -one, going through the, the same process, but then now they have my time. Uh, over the course of like nine weeks that we go through the program. And how would I find out about the Academy? Sounds yeah. like a plan to me. I want to sign up right away. Yeah, right. yeah. going to tomjacobs.com forward slash storybook. Download the storybook because I, I, I really believe that crafting your own story will get you that basis so then you can sell better because that's kind of the, the starting point. And once there, then you can request a, a, an impact call with me. And then we'll go on and you know, figure out you know, if you're a right customer for me. If not, you know, no harm, no foul. I'll give you lots of free resources to use. Um, and that's probably the best way.
that's the only way really <laughs> i like and, to give first the best, way. <laughs> the best and it's the only way there you go whatever that's wonderful <laughs> well listen um we're about out of time this has been an absolutely fascinating conversation and it's got my head spinning so now i have a headache thank you <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome nancy <laughs> i gotta try the first thing i'm gonna do when we get off this call is to actually go download the storybook because awesome. that just that sounds like a, a wonderful tool to have in any of our toolboxes when we're trying to grow our business is there anything else that i forgot to ask you that you would like to share with us you know, no, I mean, you're, you're such a great interviewer. I appreciate uh, the questions that you ask and kind of drilling in and allowing me to share my story as well. Um, the only thing that I'd love to leave your audience with is don't be afraid to ask for help, especially the entrepreneurs that are struggling out there, which is probably everybody. Uh, <laughs> it's okay to ask for help. Okay, wonderful. Everybody hear that and realize you can find help. You just have to ask for it. With that, I will be putting on um, the, the podcast, I'll put in Tom's email and his link to Storybook. And again, thank you so much for everything today. And everybody, please go in, subscribe, download, and listen to this and all the other wonderful speakers that we have every week on this podcast. And please don't wait for pigs to ply, but get out there, do the things that we talk about, and I am sure you're all going to soar higher. Thanks a lot. Until next time, hopefully everything will go super well for you. Bye-bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly with host Nancy Becker. Join Nancy every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Global Voice Radio.